to Highway Freaks, real truckers, real life. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host from British Columbia, Canada, J-Man the Snarl, and Motorhead Mark from Calgary, Alberta, Canadian lady trucker Janet, and my producer Winged Will from Washington, D.C., the pink bombshell, and Powder Springs, Georgia, it's Birdman Bruce. We do our visits with you during loads, trips, sharing topics from celebrities, road stories, landmarks, and people in the news. We are Highway Freaks, real truckers, real life. Yes, we are the all-new Highway Freaks, real truckers, real life. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host. Tonight, we have some interesting guests. We have country and western singer uh, GM Blacktop out of Ontario. And uh, he not only does our theme song, he's uh, along for the ride tonight. We have Motorhead Mark from Vancouver Island. We have J-Man, the Snarl. He's in transit. I'm not sure where he is, but he'll tell you. I'm in Prim. I'm in Prim. Oh, Prim. Okay, yes. is that like is that like prim and proper, which we know you aren't? I am not prim and proper. Actually, they don't even allow people like me here. But they felt sorry for me by the way I look. We, dude, we don't even need to know what you what you're wearing tonight. So, okay, and uh, I am wearing I am wearing a Highway Freaks thong. <laughs> Ugly. Would that not be ugly? Would that not be the ugliest? God, I really God. wish you didn't do that. Yeah, and you, well, I... you, you knew damn well. You knew damn well. Jay was going to start the swearing. So see, uh, we have a new see, guys. I was very fortunate as a Gen Xer growing up in the seventies. I never got to walk in on my parents playing naked leapfrog like oh. the rest of you. So Jeez, I'm kind of warped because i never okay. had that shock okay um save save that for the pornhub <laughs> channel okay anyway um geez. this is visit number 44 and uh we have a new uh producer of the show it's power pav say hi to everybody for us there hey power pav how are you guys all doing man yeah. Welcome, Power Path. And uh, we are going to be looking for a lady truck driver to join the podcast. So I'm putting the word out now that uh, if anybody wants to, you know, get a hold of a, a female extraordinaire that can, uh, uh, well, <laughs> keep compete with Jay, uh, then uh, just <laughs> let us know and uh, we'll definitely try you out. So. Pink, unfortunately, she was going to be on tonight, but uh, unfortunately, she got a call. Work comes for, for first. And Birdman Bruce, well, Birdman Bruce is probably in transit somewhere. Um, it is what it is. So tonight's topics, we've got wildfires in BC. Mark is going to tell us about that very shortly. Uh, J-Man the Snarl, he's got Bob Barker's death bio, and uh, he's been doing some sleepwalking lately. I'm sure he's done a lot of other things, but that's one thing that he's had some issues with. I was almost arrested at the border in North Portal, Saskatchewan. Very scary story. Uh, brought your bry guy to tears. It really did. And um, 24 things you cannot eat before going to bed. 
and GM is going to talk about the Jason Aldean saga. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. And we're going to feature some of his music tonight. We've got the Blacktop Made Me This Way. We got Blacktop Angel, Diesel Kind of Guy, which is our theme song. And well, you just don't know, which is so appropriate because we're just going to bring us right into Motorhead Mark. Glad to have you on this show, Mark. Glad to be here. I know I don't uh, have opportunities to show up at all the events, but I'm certainly pleased to be here this evening. Perfect. Well, what's on your mind there, buddy? Let's jump right in. Um, The province of British Columbia has been struggling. I mean, all over our nation has been struggling with wildfires. Um, I live in British Columbia. Therefore, this is the wildfire district and area that I'm dealing with. Um, we've, We've got fires in so many different places in our province right now. And... A lot of people are starting to push back. Our government has had opportunities to bring on Colson um, firefighting air tankers, who is actually the owner of the last remaining two Martin Mars water bombers. But he has an entire fleet of flying tankers between large helicopters, a couple of smaller ones, jetliners, and as well the, the Martin Mars bombers. When the fires started getting um, out of control, we had a fire, excuse me, we had a fire on what is known as the hump here on Vancouver Island, which is the mountain, um, the side of Mount Aerosmith that takes you from the regular part of the island, lower part, up to Port Alberni. And uh, over by Cameron Lake, that region is old growth forest goes through cathedral grove and up above and it caught on fire and it was absolutely horrific and the government told the colson people don't you dare put a bird in the water and they've been fighting for years and years and years mark mars water bombers used to be the the primary firefighting um, tools if you will that colson had and the Martin Mars, everybody on this island knows something or has at least seen the, the Mars water bombers at least once. There was originally five, now there's two. And it's not the first time there was a, there was a fire across the lake from where he keeps his, uh, these two beautiful, huge beasts um, at Sprout Lake in Port Alberni. Literally, he was watching people lose their homes, lose their cabins, lose their property, literally across from his dock. And the government said, don't you dare put that bird in the water. So fast forward to now, the Port Alberni fires or the hump uh, fire over by Cameron Lake is out. And it did so much, the, the, the way that they put the fire out, the water distribution that they used um, damaged the ground badly, badly. And now it's a one-lane, uh, open and closed um, process to get in and out of Port Alberni, or you have to come in through Cowichan Lake. 
and that's a very long gravel road and it's a it's a rough drive so Kamloops caught on fire a couple of weeks ago Kelowna caught on fire last week Asoyos caught on fire um there, there's just so many wildfires out here right now and our government is sending out firefighters from all over the country to come and fight fires here because our province is dying. It's dying a slow, very painful, very visible death. Colson has offered to even do pro bono. Just let me bring an airplane in here. Let me bring one of my big Chinook helicopters in here. Let's get these fires out. And the government said no. Well, earlier um, in this month, the fire came over the hill in Kelowna. The fire came over the hill in Shushwap. And it just devastated the area. Dozens and dozens of homes were destroyed. And it's not like there aren't big lakes in those areas. There's massive lakes in these areas. And all they're doing is sending out Huey helicopters with basically a cable hanging out the bottom and a little itty bitty bucket. It comes over. It's like dropping a teaspoon of water on a fire that big. It's absolutely horrendous that they'll put a, you know, maybe three or four or five helicopters on these great big massive fires when they can put so much more out with a bomber. Colson has them. Our government won't employ him. Out of nowhere this week, the government gave him a five-day contract to bring one Chinook helicopter into Kelowna to help with the wildfires. I found out today that that helicopter has sat on the tarmac for three days and they haven't used it. That is gonna look like Colson wasn't prepared, wasn't willing to get up in the air and do it. And his five days is gonna be over tomorrow, I believe, or, or Saturday, one of the two, either Friday or Saturday. So now here's this amazing, piece of equipment that we're not utilizing. Again, our government is is working so hard to let this province burn instead of saving people's lives, saving people's property, and saving people's homes just because they don't like Colson. He's a little bit more expensive, but he the, the, Australia hires him every year. He's got tankers down there that stay there year-round now. The United States, he's got tankers down in California fighting the fires down there right now. He has a big, big fleet, but our government won't hire him. And it's, it's, he could have put the fire out so easily in Lytton. Lytton is now a ghost town. Lytton was a tiny little town up off the Fraser Canyon Highway a couple of years ago, caught on fire. Colson offered to um, put his planes in the air, even the Mars. It was he could have brought the Mars in for that one. Right now, she's decommissioned at the moment, but then she wasn't. And there's a big body of water up there that he could have landed in, and they said no. And now there is no more town. It's gone, completely, utterly gone. What do we do? How do we solve this problem? How do we push back enough that the government will say, uh, you know what, fine, might cost a little bit more money. It's worth it. We're going to save hundreds and hundreds of homes. We're going to save towns, villages, cities. And Kelowna is not a small town. Brian, you know what, what Kelowna is like. And it's it, it's been devastated. Shushwap been devastated. Salmon Arm almost got some of it. 
Oliver got some of it. Osoyo's got a bunch of it. Kamloops is still burning. What do we do? We we just we, us as the public, Joe Public, we look at it, we shake our heads. The 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 amount of pressure that we could put on the government, and and it's absolutely redundant to say please help us because they're not going to. It falling it's falling on deaf ears. And eventually, these fires are going to... There's a fire burning on Vancouver Island right now up in Strathcona Park between Camel River and Gold River. And they said three days ago, because there's no structures in that region, we're going to let it burn itself out. So in other words, we're going to lose hundreds and hundreds of hectares because the government says there's no buildings up there. Old growth forest is being destroyed. Other first and second growth forests are being destroyed. The devastation in this province right now is not just unsurmountable, it's unfathomable how much we've lost. Anyways, that's my that's my grieve, that's my story, that's that's where I'm at tonight. So Mark, where's the disconnect here? I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but why why do we have such a disconnect here when we're talking about lives, homes, people? What's going on? I mean, it's it's public opinion. So everyone, not everyone, there's going to be a, a, a number of different opinions on this whole thing. When Colson had the Martin Mars water bombers and, and he was actually using both of them, um, they're expensive to fly. They're old. They were built back in the late 50s. So our government thought, oh, well, these things are outdated. They're they're useless. Okay, well, they have an entire shop there where they can build almost every part they need. They can service themselves. They have their own service area. They have their own machine shop. But the government looked at them as being outdated and decided not to use them anymore. Um. They've been in movies, which is great. It gets them uh, uh, some interesting uh, publicity. But um, Colson is a, a businessman. He has equipment that he can put in the air for a fee. He's not going to do it. Well, he offered to do it for free because our province is getting destroyed right now. But when the fires were starting up, and they were struggling to get them under control. Colson said, I will bring a piece of equipment in here pro bono. He offered pro bono. But because when the government was first talking to him about it and they couldn't come together on a number, the government said, okay, bugger you. We're done with you. Well, you know what? How much money does it cost all these insurance companies to rebuild these homes when Colson just had a fee? a lot less money as opposed to building hundreds and hundreds of homes. I, I, I think our government should pay the fee. It's not a ransom. It's worth saving the lives. It's worth saving the homes. It's worth saving the forests. Our logging industry is going to suffer because of this. And British Columbia logging industry is huge. I'm an ex-logging truck driver. I know I've been in these bushes. I've been up these mountains. So the disconnect is between Colson himself and money. Anybody else have government. to? Anybody have anything to add to that oh, on the panel? Yeah. Go oh, ahead, Jay. Yeah. Um, if you go back, 
any, I, I don't remember the year. It wasn't that long ago. It was about anywhere from two to five years ago. Uh, the, the massive Williams Lake fire and the Merritt fire. Um, Mark, you would remember this. People were being arrested for trying to save their ranches from the fire. Yep. Yes. The government shut it up, buried it. These ranchers were prosecuted and lost their homes. They lost their ranches. The government crucified them because they tried to save their livelihood. If you go back to 2003, now I watched that fire. I watched the 2003 Okanagan fire or Kelowna fire start. Kelowna fire it started. Yeah. It started on uh, in Peachland on the I east side right. of the lake by Rattlesnake Island, and they watched that burn for a week, and they did nothing. And then the wind picked up. Now, if you've ever been in the Okanagan for any length of time, you know those winds are vicious and they always come from the south. And it just it just took that town that part of the town out. And they sat there on their thumbs and did nothing. Now, fast forward to today. There are cops in the shoe schwab arresting and threatening people again for trying to for, to save their homes. But if you pay $500 to the provincial government and take an online safety course, they'll put you to work. That's a fact. Uh, you ain't gonna find videos of this because every video I've seen and tried to go back and download and rewatch has been removed exactly right okay now this is my now you can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever i don't care how can you scream fire or scream climate change if you're not setting fires this is a radio no no hold on a second there's a radio transmission that was blocked on the internet it was blocked on Facebook. It was from the RCMP in the Northwest Territories, west of west of Yellowknife. And they were chasing nine military-dressed individuals, and they lost them. They couldn't catch them with the dogs. And that's a frickin' fact. But they shut it up. So you tell me. Well, just to add to that, Jay, and this is what frosted my ass so much with when Lytton was destroyed. I know I, I, I know the previous owner of the Log Cabin Pub in Spencer's oh, Bridge. Yes, I've been okay. there well, I, a okay. long time ago. Yeah, same owners for a long time. They just recently sold. So I was there a year and a half ago, I think it was, or a year ago. Um, we all stopped in there. We were on a big bike trip, and we stopped in there, and the owner said, have you been up to Lytton yet? And we said, no, we haven't gone up there to see it yet. And she said, "It's it was devastating, and it's heartbreaking. She says, do you know how it started? And I said, I haven't got a clue. 
because I wasn't paying attention. I, I, I wished I had, but I wasn't. She said a train car came into town and brakes were on fire on this one particular car. Sparks were flying everywhere. And as they, th that train rolled into town slowly, the sparks were, were landing on the grass and on the brush and on the bushes, catching fire all over the place. People took video of it. People took pictures of it. They went to the police station. They got a hold of the news. Well, guess what? That train backed up the hill, backed out of Linton. And that train car, even though people have pictures of the car with the numbers on the side, the identif identification numbers on it, um, and they can't find that car anywhere. Whatever the rail company was that owned, I don't know if it was CN Rail or whatever, nobody can find that car. So they're denying any um, involvement in that fire, period. And I'm like, well, you've got you've got pictures of this car on fire. And now CN says, oh, no, that's not registered to us. We, we don't know where that car is. That, that car's not ours. Or whoever it was. Whatever the transport company is that owned that car says it doesn't exist. Yet Linton's gone. Well, I got evacuated last year in the Karameas fire. And Environment Canada says it's from the massive lightning, thunder and lightning storm Karameas had. Right. There's only one problem with that. Nobody in Karameas saw the storm. All they saw was the fire. Clear skies, incredible heat, no lightning. Really? So you tell you tell me. The fire was in my backyard. Wow. So like I said, you can you you can call me a nut bar, you can call me whatever. But you can't scream climate change and charge 40% carbon tax unless you're starting fires. <laughs> Nobody oh, hates. It's no, it, it's no secret how I feel about politicians and the government. Oh, no. And, dude, I'm right there beside you. you. I really you am. Wanna, you want to give, want to fix the government, Canada's problems? It starts with oh, yeah. rope and an eight-foot drop. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let's 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 take a break here, and we're gonna play a song from GM Blacktop, and uh, this is uh, the Blacktop made me this way. Here we go on Highway Freaks. Like a rock, 
you roll down the road with the talk box on, hammer down, but don't get shot. Yeah, six hours late and a dollar shy. My attitude's bad today. Yeah, the blacktop made me this way. And the blacktop has got a hold on me. Rolling through the chapters of my life. The blacktop made me this way, didn't it, GM? Yeah, it kind of did. After years and years of uh, being out here, you know, how, you know how it is. A lot of us know how it is. So yeah, it did kind of. It sure does. It sure does. So, and uh, I know you being an owner-operator, you'll be uh, talking a little bit about uh, uh, Jason Aldean, that your subject, but uh, you can certainly tell a little bit about yourselves to uh, the freaks out there. Uh, but first of all. I want to get into something that happened to Bry Guy at the North Portal Saskatchewan border. And um, it was a bit of a shocker, actually. Uh, first of all, I didn't realize that one could go through such a turmoil over a thing called a flashlight. But let me tell you what kind of flashlight this was. It was a very unique flashlight. So we'll get into why 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 we had that issue. Um, basically, I got to the border. We said, "Oh, you won the lottery! You get a search. It's a random search. Sure, okay, whatever." So I wasn't excited about that. Pulled the pulled the truck to the dock, usual stuff, and then of course proceeded to take Bandit for a walk while they decided to, to search my truck. Everything's good so far, right? Well, that seemed to take about 45 minutes, and they were definitely in my trailer and my truck for a very long time. 
but that was okay. That was cool. So I just kind of waited, and then she came out, and so did he. And after my cussing and swearing, because it was uh, probably a good hour at that point, I thought, well, it's over. Well, it wasn't over. She had my flashlight in her hand. She said, well, we found a prohibitive prohibitive uh, weapon, Mr. Wade. I said, oh, really? She goes, well, yes. I said, uh, that's just a flashlight. She said, no, 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 That's a taser flashlight. Oh, really? And it's dead. Yes, it is dead. Okay. In fact, I knew it was dead because... Uh, I got it a few Christmases ago from uh, one of my uh, my uh, friends in, in Montana, but little did I know that it actually was a taser flashlight. I swear to God. Okay, uh, it uh, it has a certain clip on it, and I never I didn't know what it was, so I just thought, well, it's just an extra flashlight. So there I was. I said, let's uh, put Bandit in the truck and let's go into this room and bring your license. Well, I'm really kind of bewildered at this point. And I go into a room and I said, I, it kind of dawned on me. I said, am I arrested? And she said, well, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're going to talk this over and we'll get back to you in a minute. Well, a minute turned out to be 10 minutes. Then it turned out to be 15 minutes. Then it turned out to be 30 minutes. Then it turned out to be 45 minutes as I'm sitting. And at this point, I'm starting to get scared because... I really don't know what's going on. Okay, all as I know is I am uh, being, and what they had done is they actually, by scaring the crap out of me, they said, well, you do have the right to uh, seek an attorney. You should call your dispatch. You know, it wasn't reading my Miranda rights, so to speak. It was more like warning me. So at that point, I was like really shaking in my boots. And finally they came out. Almost an hour later, and uh, I just burst into tears, man. I just said, please, please, please don't arrest me. I'm begging you, right? And she said, okay, 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 you know, calm down, cool the waterworks. So we're going to chalk this up as an educational learning lesson. And she said, uh, this is a form. And I thought, oh, please don't be a warning, because I thought my company's going to get rid of me now because of the warning. But it was called an abandonment of seizure. And what that basically meant is you're, you're getting your, you're, how do I put this? You're actually surrendering the item willingly. You're not fighting it. So I said, sure, fine. Um, here, take it. I don't want it, right? Um, and she said, it, it was, I just wanted to let you know it wasn't charged. I said, no, I know it wasn't. I, and she said, well, why were you keeping it in your truck? And I said, well, if you really want to know, I, th I thought it was an extra flashlight. So I am telling this story to all the truck drivers out there because she went through a list. If you have a billy club, if you have a baseball bat, if you have beer mace, I mean, anything that can be strewed as a weapon and you're taking it into Canada, guys, don't because you're going to get the scare of your life. You might say, oh, it can't happen to me. But you know what? That bullshit to that because it happened to me. And I've crossed that border hundreds of times never had this incident happen so um and it was scary it was downright scary uh put me into tears and uh you know i laugh at it now but the next day i still had to answer the piper because then i had to talk to my company about this whole incident and uh 
It, it turned out good because if it was weaponized, if it was charged, I wouldn't be talking to you from this podcast. So that's my story. And as the saying goes, I'm sticking to it. Anybody got anything to add? Or little snide remarks, Jay? Well, no, not a snide remark. <laughs> not a snide remark. Um, because it can happen to anybody. Right? Um, but when you first told me that story, um, I was laughing up. my ass. I was laughing my ass off because well, the only thing that crossed no, but what popped into my head is only Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. only <laughs> and, you know only, only Brian would have this freaking happen to him. Absolutely. Um, can vouch for that. But no, Mark can vouch but for no, that. But no, no, it's a serious thing. It can happen to any of us. Um. 99% like I got nailed for I got nailed for a hunting night. Yeah, way back, way back. And what saved my ass was it was so discolored and covered in, you know, you know when your toolbox gets wet and it right. gets that, and we call that rust. That that powdery rust. Well, yep. it probably it probably had an inch of it on it. So they never even said anything. They just told me you can't have this. Right. How about so you, GM? If it, did I want to? I want because GM crosses the border. Yeah, GM. Have you heard, I know. Have you heard anything of like that, GM? Well, it's funny you say that because I, uh, years ago, can you hear me all right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, because years ago, uh, I had a driver when I had my own, uh, I had a company with several trucks, more than several trucks. And um, he was an American dude, and he was going up the same border up there at uh, North Portal. And um, he told me that he had a handgun, and I said, well, that's not going to work. He's from Montana. And I said, you can't take a freaking handgun into Canada. So I said, make sure you stop somewhere. I don't care if it's a truck stop or a safe or someplace. You got to drop that gun. He says, okay. So he does that. So I get a call about six hours later. He's at the border and he's detained. And I says, well, I said, his name was Jackie. I said, Jackie, please tell me you got rid of the gun. He says, I did. I says, well, what the hell are they detaining you for? He says, they found a box of bullets. Oh. <laughs> oh I said, God. you've got to be kidding me. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. See? See, I'm well, not the only one. Uh, no, you're not. You're not. Yeah. It can happen to any of us. Yeah. And I don't, I don't care when you're sitting in that office, okay, and you're by yourself. <laughs> I don't care how tough you think you are. I don't care. You will you, just the simple fact that you know your life could be snatched away in a minute. You will bring on the waterworks as well. Not a doubt in my I, mind. I've always, I was, I've always told I, everybody that I've always told everybody that a customs officer officer can bring the little bitch out in you really quickly. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well I, said. I, I I spent a few hours in uh, in portals. A uh, little little room, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, but you have a temper. 
I'm just. No, I got. I. I. I, I, I would cost, be somebody. I, I would be somebody's I bitch cost, in prison. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. I. I, I cost her her job. Oh, because really? she would. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you what happened. No. Remember, remember back in the day when they used to swab everybody for pot. Yeah. Okay. Well, this skank at Portal pulls me in. And says, we're doing a swab on you. I used to have really long hair. I guess I look like a pothead. I don't know. Well, anyway. You, long hair, can't imagine. She swabs swabs my license and uh, everything else. And she comes back. And I'm in this room. And uh, she comes in with these three other bulls. And uh, she says to me, she says, well, Oh, we couldn't find any 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 marijuana residue residue on on your truck, but we found it on your license. And I looked at her and I said, "Really?" I said, "Well, you're the only person that handled my license. So how long have you had a drug problem?" <laughs> She's not there anymore. Well. Only you can now, get rid of a border. I know you get rid of the one in BC. You're telling me about that. Oh, I fight. I, with them. I I fight with them. I don't give them one inch. Yeah, one day one day they're gonna give you six inches. U.S. So. Customs, U.S. Customs. It's yes, sir. Be no, sir. Whatever you have to say, sir, because they pack guns. Right. Yeah. U.S. Custom or Canada Customs. Read your laws, boy. Okay. That's a fact. I I had the same problem with my license one time, except I wasn't as lucky as you because they found cocaine on mine. And I said, they brought brought the dog. I had dogs in my truck. I had guy like five or six agents. I never felt so vulnerable in my life. I thought, if one of these bastards want to plant me, I'm done. So wow. when it was all over, of course, they didn't find anything, no cocaine or nothing. Of course, I didn't have any. And the guy says, so how do you figure this got here? I said, sir, as you know, I don't have any. I don't know how it got there. He says, when was the last time you got fuel? I says, I don't know, an hour ago, two hours ago. I was up in Michigan. He says, well, the girl that took your license had just done a line of coke. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See See, I Eat don't mind plant. shooting my mouth. I'd have been still in Jesus. Like Canada countries, I have, I have no problem with shooting my mouth off because I'm already in my own country. Right. U.S. U.S. Customs? Uh-uh. You do whatever the hell you want, man. I'm not arguing yeah. with you. You can tear yeah, this yeah, truck. You can tear it down to the last bolt. I am not arguing with you. Yep. Canada Customs? Oh, man. Uh-uh. No. No. I agree. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. See, that just that opened up a complete can of fish, and I'm glad to see we get this discussion because uh, it can happen to anybody. So uh, that's all I got to say. Um, we're going to play another GM Blacktop song, and then when we come back, Jay is going to do... His sleepwalking. Yes. So, and uh, well, let's call this Blacktop Angel on Highway Freaks. 
song by gm blacktop um give it a listen it, it it's like all his music it, it, it's 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 damn worth the, the listen yeah it sure is now, and by the way if i could just interject one more thing we have part three of gm blacktop's interview on the eye opener show tonight so that will be coming oh, on shortly after the podcast finishes stick around because gm and i will be uh we're actually talking about a lot of different things and they're not all completely related to music. So, okay, carry on, Jay. Okay. Well, 
Bri, you know, you know about the little situation I had. Um, I have had a couple of interesting bouts of sleepwalking. Now, <laughs> first night. Now, this is to me, it's funny, but it's not funny. Um, <laughs> I woke up sitting in the passenger seat in my ginch with my feet up on the dash, freezing my ass off with the air conditioner blowing on. <laughs> now, <laughs> the next time it happened, um, not only did I wake up on the floor, I had actually made myself a bed on the floor. So <laughs> I did a little bit of research on this. Um, a lot of us, like myself, suffer from sleep apnea. It's a huge deal with truck drivers because most of us that have done any time in this industry have very poor sleep habits, which causes sleep apnea. Now, <laughs> in truck drivers, because you have sleep apnea, it is very common to have problems with sleepwalking. Now, mine was funny. Mine was hilarious. Um, people, women, men have actually got out of their trucks and walked into traffic and killed. Um, it, 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 my situation, yeah, that's something to laugh at. That's not. Go to your doctor because there are things you can do. My doctor who doesn't like to give drugs told me to go and buy one of those calming candles. So far, I haven't walked anywhere. I wake up in bed, so it, it, it's working for me. But, you know, if it persists, man, you gotta get it looked at because there's other underlying things. Stress, family problems. Truck drivers, we all have it. Uh, we're away from home all the time. The stress mounts. Um, it just compounds. Um, if you're sleepwalking and you don't have sleep apnea, it's genetic. Find out who in your family history had a sleepwalking issue. I guarantee you it'll be either your father, grandfather, or a male along the lines of your family. It's not, it, 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 I would have never even brought this topic up if it didn't happen to me. Um, it could be worse. If you're having the same problem as I am, um, the laughing problem where you know, you wake up sitting up behind the steering wheel snoring and you were laying in bed before, um, call your doctor. How about you, Bri? Have you ever done that? You, no, I have not problem, ever, ever slept walk. Okay. And so you're telling me that women don't sleepwalk then, Jay? No, I'm, I'm saying women do. 
Okay. Okay. They used to say, they used to claim, this is really funny. They used to claim that women could not get sleep apnea. Okay. Just like they used to claim women could not get gout. Really? Yes. It was for, for centuries. It was believed that, you know, like, I'm just using gout as an example. Women could not get gout. Um, but isn't what? that linked? Isn't that linked to the sleep apnea machine? No, sleep apnea is you actually. It's horrid. It, it, it's a horrible thing. Um, you actually stop breathing. Okay. So you can um, die. Yeah, you usually choke to death. Okay. I have actually, before I found out I had sleep apnea, I can remember waking up and Deb beating on my chest, trying to get me to breathe. Jesus. Um, uh, you can actually, when I did my sleep apnea um, test, uh -huh. um, I, I went to the hospital and they hooked me up to all these gadgets and I actually stopped breathing it's caused by your environment. What's our environment? Back in the day, we drove and drove and drove and drove and drove, lived off coffee, donuts, cigarettes, threw handfuls of logbooks out the window, rewrote them and kept driving, 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 driving. We'd sleep for an hour, get up, do another 12 hours. Uh -huh. We can't do that. Our body is not designed for that. And we're learning that now. We didn't know mm -hmm. that back in we didn't know that back in the eighties and the nineties and the early two thousands. We didn't know that shit. We just knew that it wasn't good, but we did it anyway. Well, now we're paying for it. I'm paying for it. So what's the uh, diagnosis? What do, what do you got to do? What do you got to do? Well, to... you got you got to you got to find an outlet. Okay. Find anything. Um, some people like to work out. Go and work out. Uh, me, I got a dog. And I try to make sure that I spend at least a half an hour a day walking her. Okay. Right. Um, unfortunately, with the, with, with the pressure that I've been under in the last month, I haven't been able to. So, and I got a, with the wildfires at my house, my kid freaking out, we're going to be evacuated, the house is going to burn down. Okay, that's shit I don't need to hear when I'm on the road, but because it's my daughter, <laughs> she, I always told her she can tell me anything. And right. yeah, so I've got that on my head, money on my head, like everybody else, we all have these issues, and it's just been like every other truck driver, you just kind of let it dwell you dwell on it like you have nothing yeah. to do all day but think and that's where my problem lie lie now right. thanks to thanks to my doctor not being a pill pop pill pushing doctor and your mom of course um i took both yeah. of their advice and so far it's working good you know and 
you know, if you don't have an inverter, which a lot of guys don't have, I do, you do, um, Glade sells the uh, aromatherapy um, things you put in your air vent, the air freshener thing. Right. You, right. you can get those too. But man, like I was reading some stories of this and, you know, people have like literally walked off of balconies and have fallen to their death. Like it's, it's no joke. Like I made a joke of mine because yeah, mine is so stupid. It's, um, to me, it's funny, but that, you know, me make a bed. Come on, I've never made a bed in my life. Yet, I made one to sleep on the floor. Come on, that's funny. But you know what? There was a, I could have. I could have very well have got out of my truck, walked across the freeway, and got smucked. Think about that. Are you sleepwalking? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, I get you. GM, have you uh, sleepwalked before? I've not been a sleepwalker, but you know, listening to that whole story, I tell you, I remember growing up, my grandmother used to tell us a story, and not just once, she would tell us a lot, about this kid when she was a kid that used to sleepwalk, and every night he would go for a, a freaking swim across the pond. <clears throat> and his father got sick and tired of it one night, Decided he was going to fix this kid. So this kid got halfway across the pond and the father screamed to wake him up. And the kid woke up and freaking drowned. Oh, my oh. God. Sleep swimming. Wow. So he know how to well, swim kids... when he sleep, but he don't know how to swim when he wake up? That's weird. Well, no. Like, he woke up in the middle of the water. He was like, just panicked and died. Yeah. Drowned. You know how they say that uh, waking up a person that's sleepwalking is dangerous? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not dangerous. Um, what they mean by that is, if it's an older person, they can die of a heart attack. It's a complete shock to the system. All of a sudden, this poor kid—he's in the water and he don't know why. What's the first thing he's going to do? He's going to take a deep breath. Yeah. He's in water. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Like once I've been reading about this, it kind of makes sense. Like what they tell you to do if there's like kids are very susceptible to sleepwalking. My daughter used to do it. Little, little shit used to, I, the little shit used to crawl out of her crib, walk out into the front room where we, where we all were. She did it about eight times and she would look at you with her little, the, uh, that pacifier thing in her face. She'd take her diaper off and piss on the floor and then walk back to her bedroom. Wow. Caitlin did it. Caitlin did it about eight times. Kids are very, very, it's very normal for a kid to sleepwalk because of growing pains and they're so, uh, I don't know. They're so, I don't even know the proper word for it. They're always full of energy. You know what I mean? Like you just look at a kid. You know, you you look at a kid and you're always thinking to yourself, man, I wish I could bottle that stuff and 
to like market it because man i'd be rich you know they're just they go 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 and then all of a sudden like they just collapse it's not nap time two minutes later they're up going again you know sleepwalking okay. always freaked me out because i always felt that it was attached somehow to the paranormal <laughs> it's getting weird <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. zombie yeah but yeah i mean it's it's something i never thought about until it happened to me i've never slept i've ne I, I don't ever remember sleepwalking when i was a kid but i've never ever you know i i wake up where i where i go to sleep i might wake up upside down but you know on the wrong side of the bed or wrapped up in my blankets and shit like that but never in another part of the room or the truck okay well that was uh that was interesting because i didn't even know about the sleep swimming that that is even more shocking that's, gm that's right? crazy yeah. that, and that, that comes really from my is brain, you know, that's how 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 you know how much i believe that it anything your grandmother tell you is always true right so our next song is our theme song gm and you can uh tell the freaks what song that is well, it's called Diesel Kind of Guy. I think it's a, a song I wrote, which is a little rockier that uh, uh, I do. I do country rock and I do some rock because some of the, the one of the guys that produces me is from the rock band Helix, and uh, and the lead guitar player on this next song uh, is the lead guitar player for Helix. So yeah, you know, it definitely got a rock vibe on it. But it's is all that, about trucking. Is that our buddy Brent that is on that? No, the Brent's our buddy Brent was one of the original guitar players in Helix, but uh, okay. the, Chris Jol Chris Jolke is the. Uh, in fact, they're just leaving for Germany in the morning to do a to do a they show are. over there. But yep, they are. But, and I also I just contacted Brian Vollmer, and he will be on our show on the Bright Guys Eye Opener at the end of September. So I'm really really looking forward to his stories. Uh, apparently, if Brent's stories are pretty crazy, apparently Brian's are that more eclectic so okay well yeah. here's diesel kind of guy on highway freaks
Yeah, that was Diesel kind of guy. Kind of a song I wrote about just trucking industry and some of the things that go on in trucking and kind of a rocky edge on it. So I appreciate y'all listening. And uh, I guess the story I want to talk about tonight is the the phenomenon that's kind of happening with uh, certain songs that are being released into the into the world nowadays. Uh, recently, there was one by Jason Aldean called "Try That in a Small Time." a small town which basically is a song about you know the anti-riots and that kind of thing and 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 you know don't come into our town and start tearing shit up because you know you're going to see some terrible results to that and then the other example is that 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 guy out of virginia that anthony fella he goes from being a nobody in the music industry to 35 million hits and an $8 million record contract, which he turned down because he doesn't want airplanes and he doesn't want semi-trucks and blah, 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 blah. All because of a song that resonated with the public. And I think that humanity has sort of seen this kind of thing in the past, but, you know, in different eras, you know, during the war, there was probably songs that really resonated with the public. And back in the old days in wild west there was probably songs that resonated with the public and back in the medieval times they probably had songs that resonated with the public and i think what's happening now is that the phenomenon of people saying we know what's going on here and we don't like it is really starting to um, find some some roots uh with the listener and it just shows you how quickly when people all you know think the same way on something it just shows you how quickly people can dive into an opinion and dive into into a real movement of saying we're not liking this and i think that uh you know without getting into the pol- the political sides of either song you know it just talks about the fact that uh stuff is going on and and people aren't aren't liking it you know vietnam movement there was a tremendous amount of vietnam anti-vietnam songs and you know, so I think we're seeing that again now in, in sort of the new day and age, but it's more or less uh, now with Internet. Of course, they didn't have Internet back then. So now the Internet is taking something that can, can that can grow and they're making it grow massive in days rather than maybe months or even years. So now uh, everything has changed as far as writing controversial stuff. I mean, you can you can still do it. They're still allowing you to do it. But it really has a huge impact on the on the listener. So I don't know if Brian, do you want to add anything to that or Yeah, actually I do, because that Oliver Anthony, that song Richmond uh North of Richmond, like it's it's a great song, but I don't know how it warrants a hey, this is great. We just blew up the internet. You need eight million dollars, and the guy turns around and goes, "Hey, man, I make forty grand a day. I'm good." <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Somebody like you, who's a trying, you know, country and western singer, you got a great album out, and I don't see anybody knocking on your door giving you an eight million dollar contract. Yes, you're with Indie Tunes, and awesome that you signed a, a you know, a record contract with them, but. Uh, it just it kind of makes you wonder, like, do they kind of they pick and choose based upon what's going on in social media, AGM? Yeah, that's 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 exactly right, and I think that, um, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, like, I mean, he's that that song just happened to maybe have a verse or a chorus or 
whatever that just resonated with with so many people that just so quickly you know pushed it on to the next person and shared it and shared it and to have that many people jumping on a song like that and then that many industry people like the guy went number one or something in billboard or some crazy thing in like a week and he's a nobody so it it like I said, the best word I can use is it's a phenomenon. And I think it just, it's telling because it it tells you where the common man and woman is in this world when it comes to feeling like they want to be, you know, understood and heard. And uh, there's so many people that, you know, are, are ignoring the uh, the common problem, the kitchen table issues of, of most families, you know. Oh, I agree. It's, it is... You know, uh, we have a house band, and they did a song called "The World Has Gone Crazy," and I truly, truly believe they 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 probably gonna have a hit song with that down the road. Because, my God, it is so true. The stuff that's happening now, like you just we never see the likes of that way back when. Um, I'm sure my J man, the Snarl, can put his two cents in on this. Um, but I think, if you can believe it, I think our buddy has departed uh he had to get going uh had to get a load see real truckers real life here we go again right so and in the end there were just two you and me so um but yeah that makes that make oh there you are okay didn't didn't see you on the screen so oh uh, oh no but we were talking about this brian yeah we're talking about this remember Uh and uh like you told me about it. i never heard about it um but you told me about this guy turning down a an eight million dollar contract i'm gonna punch him in the face yeah it, well, it, you know it's like the, it's like these people it's like these people and this is what i said to brian you know they win the lottery they win like 50 or 70 million dollars and the first thing oh well I'm not going to quit my job. I want to kick your ass from here to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to have a job no. if you win that kind you, of money. No. Take your money away from you. Fine. Go to work. Give it to somebody mm-hmm. else. You, mm-hmm. Man, that just infuriates me. That just, like, it ain't going to change my life. I'm going to stay at my job. I want to shoot you in the face with a ball of your own shit. You yeah. bastard. Yeah, like I, think that just... I, think sides. I think I think the the, the the double side to that situation is yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Is that uh, you know, dude, you know how many people would just love to be in your position right now with a song like that, blah 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 blah. And so there's that side of it, and then there's the other side of it. And his his attitude was, I just wrote a song about about the things I'm unhappy with and the fact that it went nuts on social media. Like he said, I don't want to have a private jet. I don't want to have, you know, 10 semi trucks. I just want to play my music. Now that's going to wear off because uh, I can tell you from being in this business, the more and more people adore him, the more and more he'll start to understand that he doesn't mind that so much. And the more and more, It'll be easier to make money. It'll be easier to do this and that. So he'll come around. Uh, he'll he'll get away from his roots, like like he's trying to hang on to right now. But it's just going to happen. But uh, I guess that's the reason he said. How about yeah, but, uh, 
his Something argument doesn't even make sense. His argument doesn't even make sense. Like, who is holding a gun to his head and saying he has to have a private jet and 10 semis? Hold on, right. hold on. I want to I throw something in here. About three years ago on America's Got Talent, and on GM, you might have heard of this band, there's these three women. They're called Chapel Heart, African-American women. We'll get that right. They were on America's Got Talent. They didn't win, but... They, and it took them forever to get a recording contract. Now they have been on the Grand Old Opry. They've been in Nashville. They finally got the record contract. But look how long it took. Even yeah. being on America's Got Talent, they say, if you get on AGT, you got it made, right? Let's face it, there's some acts on there. And we could do a whole topic on things of some acts on yeah. there that have made millions of dollars. I mean, the one that I always laugh at is the guy that came out right, and he was dressed like a dragon. And he's got this little dog, and he's called Piff, the magic dragon. That guy has made millions of dollars in Vegas, and he didn't win AGT. So it just goes to show you that you don't – it's just timing. It's timing. That's the best way to put it. It really is. Okay? You just got to hit the right time and click onto it, and then, bang, you make it. Yeah. Right? Well, he was that rock band, Dowtree. He never won. Uh uh, whatever yep. show he was on, uh, and another one was that Adam Lambert. He's the he mm -hmm. sings for Queen now. He never mm -hmm. won. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm so, just having my coconut cream pie, guys. I think that the controversial stuff that's coming out now. I think we're going to see a lot more of it for two reasons. First, we're going to see a lot of guys, writers like me, that are saying, "Wait a minute, maybe I should write a song like that," because I because because I could. You know, and yes, many could. other songwriters thinking the same same way. So I think we're going to see more and more and more of that. So I think that it's going to probably get old after a while. That how many controversial songs can we have in a year? But um, it's 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 stories like the one was the ones we're talking about, like his Jason Aldean song. It went to number one also. So people are getting on to the fact that hey, if I write something controversial, I'm going to have a hit. So I think we're going to see more and more and more of that. Controversy stirs the pot, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. We tried to do that on our podcast three three podcasts ago. We stirred the pot, all right? We we upset a lot of people. So um, sometimes it works, and sometimes it just slaps you up the side of the face and say, "Wake the hell up!" Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. So we're going to do another song. This will be the final one. And then Jay's going to go to his last topic because we had uh, a guy die recently and quite a famous celebrity in his own right. Yeah. Um, and this one is a great song by GM. It's called You Just Don't Know. Before I knew what happened, I was already 
off our shoes and jumped on in Acting like a couple of teenage kids Looking at falling in love for kicks The sun went down and so did I I took a little trip in song by gm um you're gonna know about this guy who i'm talking about all of you guys do will um if you've ever stayed home from from school sick skipped out faking to be sick you know who this man is because he was on your tv 9 a.m weekday mornings right after the bugs bunny cartoons Bob Barker on The Price is Right. Sadly, he died August 26th at 99 years old. Now, the man had a very interesting life. Um, Born in 1923 in Darrington, Washington. He was raised on the Rosebud Indian Reservation in Mission, South Dakota. He was one-eighth Sioux Indian, and he was very, very proud and outspoken about it. He married his high school sweetheart in 1945 and were together until her death in 1981. Now, he joined the U.S. Navy Reserve in 1943, trained as a fighter pilot, but never saw service. Uh, he went to university after his service through the, I think they called it the GI 
Phil, I believe. He finished his, his university education in broadcasting at the University of, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was in Missouri. Um, really weird name. But anyway, it's now the, uni the, the University of uh, Missouri. They changed their name. In 1950, he moved to California to pursue broadcasting. And for six years, he hosted, get this, the Bob Barker Show. It ran for six years. I never even knew about it. I never even heard of it. And I'm big on the old radio. Now, he got the, uh, he got, he won the uh, position to be the host of Truth or Consequences, which he was the host of from 1956 all the way up to 1975. In 1972, he was offered the hosting position of a new game show, and he turned it down. He said it was ridiculous. Nothing like that would ever fly. Well, his friends that wrote the show came back to him in December of 1972 with a totally new layout and the show was called The Price is Right. It would go on to not only be a game-changing game show, it was the longest running game show. It's actually still on the air today. I believe Drew Carey is hosting it now. But Bob Barker was the Price is Right. He was a advocate for animals. I mean, everybody remembers, have your pets spayed or neutered. It was always him at the end of the show. In 2007, he retired. He financed many animal rights groups. He financed and was a staunch re, uh, supporter of the sea, sea Shepherd Society. You know who the Sea Shepherd Society is. He even had a boat named after him, the Bob Barker, which rammed and sunk a Japanese whaling ship. <laughs> um, the guy was just something else like whether you're an activist or a not an activist or whatever you had to respect the guy you know he stood by his beliefs hang on hang on hang on he, he sunk a Japanese sailing ship the ship that he bought and paid for and the sea right. shepherd society named the bob barker rammed right. and sunk of japanese whaling ship wow it, bob wow. barker wasn't on it he was yeah. just a staunch yeah. support he was a member he was a member and a staunch supporter yeah. now yeah. he did and something that they told would destroy his career get him laughed off tv 
and he said, I'm doing it anyway. And he was the first person to do this in television history. And guess what it was? The Miss America pageant. Nope. He stopped dyeing his hair. Oh. Really? They told him, the day you get a gray hair, you'll be laughed off the air. Remember white-haired Bob? Right yep. up until 2007? He was right. Many followed after that. And, he was, and, he, was, he also... He was quite forgot about You forgot those elephants, remember? Well, yeah, that goes with his... That's right. Yeah, he uh, rescued... They were going to most likely euthanize them. And that was uh, in the Toronto... Zoo, yeah. The Toronto Zoo, and he paid a million dollars to have them transported to uh, the Los California. Angeles Zoo. What, yeah, yeah, I believe California. it was the Los Angeles Zoo. Yeah, and didn't he, he have, for it out of his? Wasn't there some sort of scandal on the prices? Yes, right there, Jay. Yes. What was that, that was about? With, that was with uh, uh, I can't remember her name. One of the Diane. models. Diane. Diane. Yes. 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 Uh, Diane Parkinson. Yes, she made a big dink, big stink about it, about the affair and how horrible he was and everything else. And uh, the studio, not Bob Barker, bought her out. The studio did. It was not oh. Bob Barker. Bob Barker told her to go to hell. It was consensual. I can remember Bob Barker tearing her apart on the news. Because oh. it hit the news. I mean, it was a huge thing. And he just oh, yeah. laid right into her, and he wouldn't back down. He wanted it to go to court. And the studio, of course, CBS, didn't want the publicity, paid her out. Well, he's yeah, a I mean, you got to. Well, he was. They, they, I mean, come on. They, I mean, did, they didn't the call guy. it Barker's Beauties for nothing. He had the hottest you know, women on. He had the hottest women on game shows. Okay, I mean, they were hot. Let's just look at Bob Barker. He was no homely dude either. I mean, he was a handsome lad, man. Right. He wouldn't have been on TV if he was radio pretty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, Anybody, but yeah, I, I, I remember that. I remember that. And um, actually, here's a little tidbit. I was telling you about this earlier. Um I worked with a dispatcher named Casey that actually dated her back in the 70s. What, he dated Bob Barker? No, uh, <laughs> Diane. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Anything you got to add to that, GM? Well, other than the fact that he almost made me, you know, faint. <laughs> Did you guys did you guys remember? I don't know if you guys remember this. I remember it because my sister had one. Uh the Price is Right board game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. remember that? I that do. Thing? I do. I actually I mean, got one for Christmas one year. And did you really? I, oh, I did. I did because the showcase showdown was all these. You shuffled these cards, and you know, you just well, this is uh, the new car, and this here is a new stereo. Yeah, I have, uh, 
I have the funniest story about this. This is how stupid I was when I was a kid. Okay, my grandfather. Oh, do share, please. <laughs> my grandfather not only had me convinced that he single-handedly won the war. Um, every, everybody else just showed up to give him praise. I believe that. Um, he had me convinced that you know the wheel. Right. Okay. He had me convinced there was actually a midget in there that could speed it up and slow it down. <laughs> That's funny. I was a nowadays, dumb kid, you man. You can't say there's a midget in there nowadays. If you, they'll cancel I, you. Okay. <laughs> That's Fine. funny. A vertically challenged person. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. But no shit, he had me convinced. I actually Ray, used to watch The Price is Right when they spun production. Just for that little dwarf, right? Gotta find that little dwarf. Right? <laughs> That's funny. Yes, it is. Well, okay. Uh, if he convinced you that he won the war single-handedly, that's the most amazing part of the whole thing. I like I like the dwarf idea myself. So, well, I've been thinking as about usual, that, that was What's that? I said that was definitely an original, uh, a definitely an original uh, bio that Jay uh, Jay Man the Snarl gave us. So, um, so we got uh, one more topic to talk about, and then GM, I want to, I want you to finish with. What it's like to be an owner-operator the last two weeks of your life? Because I heard from Brent, it was pretty pricey. Yeah, very pricey, yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah, it's a tough gig, man. It, it can be. You yeah, know, the price yeah. of things these days are just nuts. Okay, and your bride guy is thinking. Huh? He's seriously thinking about doing the owner-operator thing next spring. I will let you know that. So um, let's get into the 24 foods that you can't eat before going to bed and let's tell you why um broccoli now everybody loves broccoli but uh there's a fiber found in broccoli that takes a long time to digest and it causes j-man sleep dis distribution and gas and also as acidity problems the following day and uh jay we, we can release you now you can go sleep for your yes, three hours well, okay i don't i don't uh, eat broccoli so it's been a slice. I don't know if it's a yep. pie of, of bread, but it's been a slice. Okay. So uh, we'll talk to you on visit number 45 next week, buddy. So Absolutely. drive safe. Drive safe. I will, I will be back next week to stir the pot. Okay. Yeah. I know you will be. We can count <laughs> on it. Okay. All right. You know what they, great, you know what, great meeting you, know what, you, GM. I look yeah, forward you too, to bud. talking to you again. You too, okay. bud. And our new and our new producer, yeah, Power Pav. Power Pav. Yeah. Happy to ha happy to have you here. And I'm happy to be here. And Seriously, it was fun with you guys, man. And of course, oh. Bri, you know I got to be nice to you because your mom says so. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I will talk to you, <laughs> talk yeah. to you tomorrow. Good night, All guys. Right. Okay, later there, Jay, man. Okay. Bye. Have a good one, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that the next one is cake. Um, 
if expecting a sugary slice of cake before you hit the hay will also cause you sleep issues. And then you get high sugar levels of cake and high fat content, which creates a slew of reflex issues. The next one is green tea. It's a super healthy drink. It contains traces of caffeine and it triggers your adrenals and your hormones to be in a more alert state. A cup or two is better in the day, not at night. And I'll be first to say, I quit drinking tea at night. Um, I have the odd coffee if I'm doing the midnight to six run. But other than that, I really have got off tea. I was finding the acid reflex to actually be happening. How about you, GM? Do you drink tea? I don't drink much tea. I, I have drank a lot of tea in my life, but uh, I'm I'm one of those guys. I can drink coffee before I sleep. It doesn't bother me. I drink it all the time anyway. But I used to drink a lot of tea, but I don't know if it ever kept me up. Yeah. Um, the next one, everybody loves these. My, my, my dog loves these. He loves it. You know what he likes uh, on his french fries? Ketchup. Uh, I got him hooked on ketchup. I honestly do have Bandit hooked on ketchup. Um, it's uh, high fat and sodium levels make fries something you want to avoid before slumber time. It gives you painful bouts of indigestion, leads to morning indigestion as well. The symptoms can be worsened when you combine fries with ketchup. It creates a double whammy of sleep, um, preventing compounds. And as I just said, that Bandit just popped up his ears because uh, I'm sitting here on my days off and uh, uh, in, in good old Lacombe, Alberta, Canada. So uh, got, I'm, I'm actually dog-sitting three dogs tonight, by the way. So wow. wife, wife's, wife's gone to visit the granddaughter in Abbotsford, B.C. So I'm uh, I just, uh, just getting into Fast and Furious 10 before uh, the podcast. Uh, watermelons. Now, this one I, sh I was shocked at. It has a high water content. 92% of watermelons is water. Now, the fruit will com combat any dehydration issues, yes. But consuming high quantities of watermelon before going to bed results in numerous trips to the bathroom. Then there's also a risk of swelling caused by water retention. And I will tell you this. If you give your dogs watermelon before they go to bed, you will not have a pleasant sleep because they will have insane gas. So I will let that know. Um, raw onions, that results in unpleasant breath. Uh, also gas that affects the pressure within your stomach. The pressure can cause acid to leak into your throat, causing severe sensations of heartburn, and that results in a bad sleep pattern. Oh, this is everybody's favorite. How can you not have coffee and donuts? High sugar and high fat content raise and crash your sugar levels. And it causes you to wake up frequently in the night. Fatty dough levels lead to digestive problems, stomach aches, and gas. Now, number 32 is a big shocker because everybody loves oranges, right? You're a big orange fan, GM? I'm not a big oranges fan, nope. Okay, okay. Um, well, oranges are vitamin C. Rich fruits are best, uh, you know, saved for breakfast. Consuming a few slices of an orange will cause your stomach to significantly increase its acid production. It causes an unpleasant night's sleep full of heartburn and acid reflex. And it's the same for orange-flavored sodas and snacks. Do you remember Tang? Do you remember that Tang yes. that the, the astronauts, you know? Yes. Yeah, and now God, have you ever tried that? Now, like years later, you ever actually tried it? It's god awful. It's god. It's no, god I've awful. I've tried it in about thirty years. No. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's honestly like watered orange piss. It's, it's gross. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um. What about tacos? Do you like tacos? I yeah, I like tacos. Yep, I do. Yeah. 
Okay, well, you know, they're spicy, fatty, a mix you want to avoid before yep. going to sleep. Um, counting sleep would be pretty pretty hard, counting the old sheep. Uh, the meat is difficult for your stomach to digest. And, of course, there's so many spices. Now, Pav, I'm sure that you're a big taco guy, right? It depends, man. It depends, you know? Does it? Yeah, because as you said, at nighttime, nah, I have it at once. And I remember the night. It was pretty awful for me, seriously. After that, I said, okay, let's avoid this thing, you know? <laughs> Okay, which leads me to one of your, uh, you know, the, one of your people's favorite curry. Did you oh, know yeah. it negative? Did you know it negatively if, if uh, impacts a good night's sleep? Uh, you get heartburn, indigestion. Did, uh, it also raises your body temperature, and they actually doctors actually recommend using it five hours before hitting the hay. Oh, sure. Isn't that crazy? And the yeah, people it's, eat it before they go to sleep. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, the next one is my favorite, and I, I eat a lot of it. I admit it. Uh, I got to really cut down on the cookies uh, because if you consume two hours or more before you go to bed, you're going to be in trouble. So uh, that's that's what they, they want you to do. And, of course, there's sugar and such fat content. Now, number 36 kind of blew me out of the water. Lemons negatively impacts your sleep due to high levels of acid. It boosts mental stimulation and energy levels, and it's a great choice for daytime eating only. Number 37, salary. Healthy vitamin-filled food is a natural diuretic. It promotes the body production of urine, and you can actually experience numerous trips to the bathroom, resulting in less sleep. Now, who would have thought that? If you eat a lot of, a lot of salary, you're going to go to the bathroom. I never would have. That just doesn't compute. But um, number 38, another one of your favorites, I'm sure, Pav, is salsa. You mix oh, yeah. tomatoes and onion, um, but did you know that salsa, the dip has capsaicin, which causes the um, lower esophageal sphincter to remain open longer than it should? We're not talking about your butt. We're talking about <laughs> your throat. Okay. You got me confused there. <laughs> right. Thanks for clarifying. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm glad I clarified that for you guys. It's uh, you get un uncomfortable and frequent bouts of heartburn, and it stores. Uh, the store brands contain high levels of sugar. Okay, so now we get to the last page before we do. Uh, we we uh, ask GM what his week's like. Large quantities of water. Now, everybody knows you should stop drinking water two hours before going to bed because it causes you to re urinate more frequently. But here's something one might not know it actually causes you to bloat as well your stomach can actually expand at night while you have drank so much water uh, a number 40 is another probably one that you're very well uh, adjusted to have is hummus okay oh, yeah. Le lemon juice and garlic can trigger severe bouts of acid reflex and it's best to eat it only in the afternoon Okay, um, not much to say about sandwiches. I mean, there's carbs, you get broken sleep, indigestion. It's packed with meat, salty sauces, and the body cannot break it down before it goes to bed. So what does it do? It turns to fat. So if you have, you know, peanut butter and sham sandwiches like we were told to do as kids, well, maybe that's why we had a lot of fat kids at that time because that was not something you want to be eating. So cauliflower is uh, number 42 on the list. Your body struggles to break down all that fiber due to lying horizontally. It leads to digestive issues. And again, they should say a few hours before going to bed. The next one is chicken. 
I love chicken, and I'm sure you do, uh, Pav, as well. Um, the food is rich in animal-based protein, takes a lot of energy to digest. Your body will be working overtime when you're counting sleep. You know, actually, and, I'm um, vegetarian, so I don't think I have to worry about that part. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it, and another thing chicken does is it promotes brain activity, which leads to nightmares. Oh. So isn't that crazy? Oh. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and our last one on the list is a cucumber. Now, it's a natural diuretic. The body absorbs a lot of water, meaning you need to pee a lot, okay? And uh, next week, we're going to finish it off with ginger, energy drinks, syrups, and milk. So before we just finish off the Highway Freaks podcast, and what a number 44 this has been, um, I wanted to ask you about your weeks. I know Brent kind of told me that you couldn't catch a break, and where did it all start? When did when did things start breaking down for you, GM? Uh, about two and a half weeks ago, I've had probably four breakdowns. I've been on the side of the road three times or so in the last uh, almost three weeks. So, it, you know, when you start adding those things up, it just... Not not just the downtime, but it's also the especially when you run produce, a lot of stress uh-huh. because you got a full mix to do, and you know, so it's the cost of it all. The whole thing is just just insane. Just trying to get everything, you know, when you have that, when you have happen back to back like that, that's when it really knocks you out. When you have one, and then in three or four weeks you have another one, that's one thing. But when you have three in a, you know, one a week kind of thing, or one every four days, that that just knocks you out. It does. It does. It's mentally draining, and you just go, "Where the hell's that black cloud? I got to get away from it." Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that can amount to thousands of dollars out of your oh, pocket. Thousands. Oh, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. And like I said, it's not just the cost of the repair; it's the lost revenue too, though. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Time is money, as the saying goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Okay. Now, one thing we do on the last part of the show, and so unfortunately, Jay, Jay and uh, Motorhead Mark aren't here, but we do what is called pylon shoutouts. And what that is, is if someone does good to you, then and it's a woman, then you give them a red pylon. And if someone does good to you and it's a blue, then you give a blue to uh, a man. And then if someone pisses you off or just did you wrong, you give them a black pylon. So okay. we always like to end our shows with pylon shoutouts, and we'll include you on that path too. So if anybody uh, pissed you off or you did good or whatever, um, you know you can you can do the. No, uh, I will give a pylon, a black pylon shoutout to the two border guards in North <laughs> Portal, Saskatchewan, because yeah. <laughs> they did not make my day very good. Okay, um, but I will say on the result of that, I will also give a shout out to the one border guard uh, who was a lady, and she des- def- definitely gets a red pylon shout out for letting me off like she did. Um, she was uh, extremely nice, and uh, you know that did go a long way. But the the behemoth that was King Kong that stood taller than me, I think he, I'm six three, and I think the guy had to be seven feet. I'm not too, I wasn't too impressed with him. Yeah. How about you, Pav? Do you got any pylon shout-outs to give to anybody? Oh, yeah, you know absolutely, of? man. As I told you, like, I moved here from Vancouver, and the situation here is different when it comes to right. buying stuff. Okay, so I bought a car, and I have no idea how to, like, transfer stuff. So I called the registry, uh-huh. and I'm going to give them a black car because, man, they were acting like I don't know. And I'm like, okay, man, I moved from another province. I don't know the process. Uh-huh. 
and they were not like going easy on me so it was like kind of right. hard for me to fix everything but i want to give a relevant to the lady of the insurance when i called her and she like kind of explained me everything in a really nice way and that's how i was able to do everything here yeah? because compared to uh, like bc when you buy something you just bought a vehicle go to the uh, bc and they can just do everything at one place but in alberta you need to go to at least three places to get the vehicle register and insurance and everything else you know so that's why i was uh-huh. kind of like a pest up over that thing but yeah the lady over there she was nice so she fixed everything for me so excellent yeah, that was good excellent me. okay tm I'm curious yeah. to know what kind of pylon yeah. shout out you got. Well, I guess the black pylon will have to go to somebody who uh, sort of deferential out of the company I'm with. They uh, did a few things that were a little questionable this week, but uh, so I guess I get a black, black pylon to them. But uh, the blue pylon goes to uh, Dixie, this little uh, little puppy we got that uh, is trying really hard to be a good little dog. So got to give Aww. her uh, a red. I got to give her a red and uh, I got to give uh, the blue pile on shout out to a friend of mine, John, who, uh, uh, while I was on the road, uh, the car blew a tire. He wasn't too far away. So he went over and, uh, and, uh, and helped over that. So got the truck, or got the car rolling because I was on the road and I couldn't get back to, to do it myself. So uh, okay. blue pile on the end. So there we go. Yeah, and I would like to give you a blue for coming on our our, our podcast. This was just awesome, and I'm, you're more than welcome to come back on again. Uh, you know, and and uh, you know, shoot the shit because we'd love to have you because uh, it was it was really good insight to what you you know you and being a truck driver and a country western singer, that's it's kind of neat. So we would love to have you come back. So your your the invite is open to you. I would love that. Thanks. Hey, no problem at all. And um, a final blue one to my newest producer, Power Path is what we're calling him. And uh, you get a bl- blue one as well. Good to know, man. I'm happy. <laughs> right on. Okay. So that's that's all she wrote for number 44. We're looking forward to number 45. We got a lot of cool things coming up. And uh, we're going to have that search for that lady truck driver. Can't wait till she tangles with the likes of J-Man the Snarl, eh? So, uh, and Motorhead Mark, and, yeah. and, every, and all the road panel as well. So, you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you again. Coming up next is the GM Blacktop interview, part number three with Bry Guy on the eye opener. Welcome to the Eye Opener with Bry Guy, your host from the Highway Freaks podcast. And this is my stage. I ask the hard-hitting questions, highlighting rock bands from the 80s and sharing a laugh or two. How about celebrities or recent people in the news? Maybe even my trucker brothers and sisters with their stories or unique pets. Animal lovers, charities, or just that odd person out there making the headlines. Or even something totally off the wall. So let's set your sights now to another eye-opener guest. Okay. All right, so we're back to part three of uh, this uh, amazing interview that we're having with GM Blacktop on the eye-opener. And um, we were definitely talking about the things that are happening in truck driving. You can't help but think think that, you know, um, because unfortunately our two governments – seem to be in bed with one another and they're they're trying to uh really get into our truck driving lives 
unfortunately. And uh, it really does put a sour taste when you said, oh, you're a trucker nowadays, right? And, you know, I'm, we're not doing some of the stupid things, but uh, are you doing things like uh, putting Instapots and air fryers on your truck? Because I've got two on mine. Do you do, you, do, you do that, GM? Um, like what are you talking about? What? The Instapot cooking. I it, oh, the I am, you know what? I'm a terrible cook, so I'm, I'm making awfully, mind you, I do make an awfully very good um, white toast, uh, toasted with butter. I'm really good at that, but <laughs> short of that, I'm not a very good cook, so I don't really do much cooking. If, I'm going to tell you, this is a, this this is a great great piece of advice. Go buy yourself an Instapot. I'm telling you, it okay. makes you a better cook. This thing is amazing. It's like it's like a slow cooker on steroids. Okay, um, it's simple, mm -hmm. stupid. Anybody can operate it. I can cook a pork chop in 45 minutes to the bone. Okay? Wow. That falls off. The meat falls off the bone. It's it's changed my life dramatically. Uh, I eat way better on the truck. Okay, I'm not saying I'm losing weight, because I certainly haven't. I've gone from a 38 waist to a 44. That was a kick in the nuts. But it's it's damn good food that I'm eating. And uh, like the air fryer, you can you can barbecue things on the, in your air fryer, and you can get that taste. So I do recommend it. Uh, you know, I just yeah. obviously uh, get out and do more walking with Bandit. But it's it's a fact that we all gain weight in the winter, and we always try to lose it in the summer. So I just got to do a little more exercise. But I, I will tell you, the food, the food's amazing, buddy. Amazing. So get yourself into in that the pot. Okay. I yeah, will. I'll look into that. Where do you get those? You get them at Walmart. You can get them for like literally 50, 60 bucks. Now, if you try to buy one in Canada, you'd be paying 200, 150 to oh 200. Okay. Oh yeah, they just jack up the prices immensely. But no, they are really well worth getting. Um, I know uh, I have my, my business partner, Jay, and uh, I turned him on to that. He uh, now cooks in an Instant Pot and uh, air fryer. And, and like I said, oh, you, the reason you want to get two, I'll tell you why. If you have anything breaded, you can't do it in the Instant Pot. So you can do like chicken oh, okay. fingers in the air fryer, right? Now, I the yeah, the Instapot, you can do basically stuff like pork chops, okay? You can do roasts, amazing roasts. You can do full okay. cooked chickens. You know, you can do uh, things like that. But when you're trying okay. to do things in the air fryer, obviously you can't do pasta, so you can only basically right. do your breaded stuff, right? But uh, it right. does. It, ma it makes a huge, huge difference. Instapot's the way to go. Okay. So, yeah. that's a, and so, I'll look into that. Yeah, please please do so. I mean, uh, what year's your your Peterbilt? Uh, right now I'm in a Freightliner. Oh, you got a Freightliner? I thought you had my a old, My old truck was a Peterbilt. I used to have. Oh. A I, used, okay. I used to have a bunch of Peterbilt, but the last one. This is uh, I needed more room inside, and there was just not enough room inside to beat. So no. I had to go to Freightliner because there's more room in there. Yeah, and isn't that weird, eh? Freightliner's still the most spacious truck. Well, next to Western yeah. Star. I mean, or, or you, you know, you got the uh, 960 Volvo or whatever, the one with the, you know, yeah. the, the fold-down table. But, no, I uh, I do like the Freightliner for space. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Boeing uh, got involved with Freightliner. That's why if you look at the new drawers and the new cupboards, they look like something out of an airplane when you're inside an airplane. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Did you ever notice that, or uh, or how was your? Well, I never really you? noticed it. Oh, I've been mining. I guess five uh, five or six years old. I got about oh. uh, seven hundred thousand miles on. Okay. Okay. So, and you had the Peter but before that, because I've seen I've seen you. Oh yeah, many. The yellow many. one, yeah. The yellow, and I, I over the years I've had many. I was always yeah. the Peterbilt. In fact, they, they used to sponsor me back in the day, but. I was always the Peterbilt guy, and then got to the point where I needed room to do more inside the truck business, music-wise, business-wise, you know, playing my guitar. So I thought, well, you're just going to have to give that up and, and get some room inside the truck with you. It, it seems like the Peterbilt is a, has become a small man's truck. That's that's what it looks like. And here's something. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to ask you this. What is with the gear shift that is going to the ceiling and the guy sitting low in the seat? What is that about? What does that do? Is that just show and go? I, I think that is the uh, trucker, trucker version of a Harley with forks. With hot, with uh, remember they used to have the big Harleys that were all lay, lay, lean back and the handlebars are really high and they had long forks. Yes, yes. I think yeah. this is. I think that is the trucker equivalent to that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've never understood it. Cause it'd be pretty hard to shift, holding the side of the gear shift, right? And that's what you're doing, yeah. cause you, you, your hand is going yeah. up really high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I never understood it. I never got it. I, it's something I would never do. Um, I know an owner operator couple that have that situation, and she she said that she was telling me that it's challenging at best at times because mm-hmm. you don't. I think it's dangerous, quite frankly. You don't have full control over the gear shift. You don't. But no. It's all about it's all about the look. They like the fact that it's high like that, so everybody gets to see it when they look in their truck. They see it. It's the same thing as those wheelies, the wheelie bars on those motorcycles. There was a guy that just liked the Harley, and there was a guy that needed to have those high handlebars and the wheelie bars and the, or the long fork bars. That's exactly what it is. It's just a show-off. <laughs> so you're saying truckers have some vanity, GM? Really? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can say that. But yeah, maybe. A little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so does so do podcasters. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not vain. We're not vain. We're confident. <laughs> right, exactly. There's a difference. Yeah, that's there is a big difference. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and we did get back to talking about like we talked about your dad being, you know, doing the sermons, yeah. and uh, we're actually going to come up with your song if he writes the sermon uh, in this this final yeah. part of the podcast. What about your mom? What was uh, what was she like? You know, we never did talk about her. She, she, my mom was just always that woman who just supported me through thick and thin, always there. Um, a wonderful woman. It's a shame that she got Alzheimer's. Doesn't even know who I am anymore. But yeah, she was always there for my music. Any challenges in life, she was always there. She was real. She's just an angel to me, you know. So it's uh, it's a tough go for me having to deal with this Alzheimer's thing with her. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was her stick. She was just a good solid, just solid mom. Okay, yeah. So she she supported you. She was always there. And uh, um, yeah. um, did she ever get to see you sing? Every show. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, 
And then the Mogi did, did you do a song in memory of you Did you do a song um, in memory of your mom? I haven't. I think uh, I I think because uh I thought about it several times. But because I was so close to my mom, uh I think that that is just a little too close to my heart to share probably, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So I mean I was close with my dad, but I was closer with my mom, so I could write about my dad and my son, but uh, I, I think I think writing writing about my mom for me would be that'd be a pretty big, pretty tall order to try to pull that together and find right. find myself find uh, find myself uh, you know not wanting to share it with people just because it was too dear to me. You think maybe down the road you might uh, you might consider it? Yeah, maybe maybe I mean maybe when she's gone someday, but. Mm-hmm. While she's while she's alive right now, it's such it's just such a confusing time for her and for me too, and my sisters too. Too, uh, it's hard to put a it's hard to put it's hard to put a lyric on that confusion. You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm. Yeah, and she's in a home in Ontario, is she, or whereabouts is she? Yeah, yeah, in Woodstock. In Woodstock, Ontario. Yeah. Oh, that's my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's uh, where she is. What uh, is that? The Woodingford Lodge. Yeah. Mhm. Oh. Okay. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Small yeah. world, eh? Small world. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. So, so you never, uh, so never, you never were bullied in school or picked on, um, because you, you know, no, were, no, no, nothing like that. No, I, I grew up in Northern Ontario, like I said, so. The bullying, there's always one guy that, you know, he used to like to give gunshots to people and punch you in the arm and, you know, stuff like that. There's always that kind of guy laying around. But uh, as far as being bullied, uh, no, I was I was lucky. I had a pretty decent childhood. Hmm. Okay. So, um, anything you want to add to the, this interview? we still got uh, 10 more minutes. Uh, you know, anything that you, want, you wanted to uh, mention to the freaks out there that that uh, I kind of uh, missed? Well, we should probably just, uh, just talk, you know, probably just talk about Indie Tunes maybe a little bit. Yeah, there you go. And right. your ESA award. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. How yeah. did you get that? that? That That's a good, that's a good um, That was, uh, I submitted music through the help of a uh, woman named Angela, who's the promoter, submitted music to that. And uh, first there was a, uh, a People, fans, fans at the you know finalists. I think there was three or four hundred songwriters in there. Okay. I made it to the top thirty through that, and then the judges took over and listened to my content and and whatnot. So uh, I was lucky enough to, I guess, impress the judges enough with my writing to say, okay, yeah, this, this guy's. You know, there were three awards in that in that area, and I got I was the silver one. There was a there was a bronze, and there was a gold as well. And what's the competition like? What, what? Who are you up against? Are you up like a lot of people? Uh, or? Yeah, I was up a lot against a lot of people. Uh, some rock guys, some country guys. It wasn't it wasn't gender uh, genre specific. So I was up against you know, like I said, uh, I think it was thirty or forty in the in the final. So it was a pretty big, uh, pretty big challenge to beat all those people. And, you know, they're all they great tell- songwriters. Did they tell you the runner-ups and stuff? Did they mention names, or you don't uh, you don't know? 
No, they, don't, they didn't tell you. They just, want, just they, they just mentioned three three people in, in, the, in the songwriter category. So I believe our. I, I, I was a silver. Right, I believe our compadre Brent Turner won it uh, one year. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, I think remember. he won a monthly. Uh, I think he won a monthly competition, maybe or something. Right. Right, that's correct. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't what you got, and that's a hell of a nice trophy. I, I saw that. That uh, that was uh, that's a nice looking, uh, nice looking piece of hardware. Uh, where do you where do you uh, put my that? Coat? My coat. My coat. Your yeah, your 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 trophy. Well, the, your your award. Yeah, oh, trophy. Yeah, yeah, the trophy is uh, yeah it's something that I'll put under. I'll I'll keep it close to me at the house, and you know, just kind of you know keep try to dust it off every now and then, but uh, I'm hoping that it gives me some traction with some, you know, getting some more marketing done, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. it will, so I'm just hoping that will happen. Yeah, so, gotta kind of keep it, in, well, I mean, I don't know if your truck's as bumpy as mine, but you gotta really keep it in one spot because, uh, oh yeah, you know, and it's, is it glass? Does it, is it, is yeah. Does it, yeah. Okay, and is it heavy? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. It really? So what are we talking? I five, ten pounds? Uh, yeah, maybe five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that was right. Was that at the Grand Ole Opry? No, it was at, I think, I forget the name of the place. It was, it was in Sandy, uh, Sandy Springs, Georgia, which is just, just out of the outskirts of Atlanta. Okay. Okay, so so I, I I was under the impression that you was in Tennessee, so it was in Atlanta. No, it was in Georgia. Okay, did you bring the truck or did you fly there? I drove my truck, parked it in a hotel parking lot for two days. Okay, and it just tra- trapezed over there, right? And then just then and the Uber. Oh, the Uber from, from oh, the hotel. Yes, yes, yes. So I think I got those four or five Ubers for the weekend. <laughs> Oh, so you're an Uber guy, are you? Well, only when I have to be with the truck. You know, you can't take it everywhere. I've never taken an Uber. I, I'm just a, a cab guy through and through if I was going to take a cab. So um, apparently they're cheaper, and apparently they're more personable than a cab driver. But uh, did you find that experience or, or no difference? I, I think with the Uber... Uh they knew they know who you are. You know who they are. I think that it's, it's a little bit easier experience. Right, right. Okay. And I know if you have pets, you have to have, have uh, Uber uh, uh, approval that uh, you know that uh, a dog ah. or cat can get in your vehicle. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's interesting. From, what, what, yeah. Yeah. No, I I had to take it. I think I took an Uber. Was it an Uber? No, it was a cab. Actually, when the, my truck broke down in Lubbock, Texas. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I do remember oh. that. So, yeah, super nice people. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Have you ever been to Lubbock? Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, Highway yeah. 27 there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I spent a couple of days there at uh, a couple of different hotels. So, um, oh, did you to check out one? Well, yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes in our business. Oh, yeah. You, you think you're staying at one hotel, and then unfortunately, you check out, they check you out, and then uh, you know somebody's already snafu'd your room. So, so yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, showers. It's I don't know if you've noticed, 
uh, the truck stops now. If you get a shower early in the morning, good luck. You're going to be waiting for an hour. But if you yeah. shower in the afternoon or late at evening, then usually you're okay. But I and um, I, I got a center of love. They're the worst for it. My God, they have they have the most long lineups. Unfortunately. Loves doesn't have enough showers, and they certainly don't have enough parking. So that's that's been my experience. Yeah. I'm a pilot and flying J, J guy. That's that's where I'm at. So um, yeah, I have to fuel at Loves all the time, so I tend to go to Loves. But uh, get the Loves for my free right? card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. You know, unfortunately, the TA in Woodstock, Ontario, was a great TA. Oh yeah. They, they closed it down. They just, uh, you know, um, it was the last TA. And on terror in in uh, in Canada, and they yeah. closed it down. The TAs, unfortunately, I gotta say, they've gone downhill too, don't you think? You know, oh, boy. Uh, oh yeah, they're yeah, trying to pull them back up, but uh, they were. You know, it's kind of like in the day there was that type of truck stop. They they used to have a up there. They used to have a fifth wheel truck stop. They had like three or four of them, and they were they went down over the years till they finally closed them too. But there was a day when truck stops were pretty good, good food. Yeah. yeah. Well, most uh, a lot of truck stops are, are replaced by the McDonald's and the Wendy's, and now you don't yeah. have the mom and that's mom great. and pops anymore. Um, Husky no, is right. world renowned for their their amazing yeah. food, and then yeah. they they went downhill. They, and uh, you know, yeah, I uh, agree. It's it's pretty bad when you when you know you you got a pizza place and it's not an Italian person and it's it's a, another person of another nationality right. <laughs> serving your pizza, right? So right, um, yeah. But Godfather's pizza yeah, is still pretty damn good. Got to give you that. Godfather's yeah. still good, right? Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of lots of good ones still out there. I uh, there's one I uh, like in Michigan called Happy Pizza. And I'll right. tell you what, when you put a double double cheese sausage ham and pepperoni on that pizza, you'll probably be able to eat the whole thing yourself. Right, right. I, I'm a big fan of the Flying J pizza. I like the Flying J pizza. Yeah, it's not fat. Yeah, yeah it's not fat. It's really good. That crust is very good. So you got a new album coming out. Uh, is it coming out soon or not quite yet? Well, well the, the, the newest one, the one still real is out now, but the the new one's going to be, oh, I'm going to say it's next hopefully in the next six or eight months. Uh, don't even know what I'll call it. Uh, some of the some of the product on some of the songs already are, are already in the studio on a couple of the songs on it. So um you know you, you know you can yeah. call it I'll, I'll give you a title. GM Blacktop the Highway Freak. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll do like to do that. Gotta sneak like that in that. there. Yeah. Or you or there or I'll, I'll let you even you can even do a song on Highway Freaks because uh, you're uh, starting to listen to some of our podcasts, so uh, you, you can get kind of a. I'll have to just put it by Chen, though. If I'm going to call it the Highway Freak, you, I'll put it by a past indie tune to make sure that they'll be okay with that. Well, you know, you are affiliated with us, so you know we we yes, we play true. your we play your theme song. You know, diesel kind of guy. Yep, we see yep. we sure do. So you might be able to finagle that with Ken. So, um, I'll talk to yeah. Ken. Yeah, they've been a good, they're a good label. They're, they're, they're trying hard, and uh, not just for me, but for everybody that's with them. So, hopefully, uh, as they grow, we as artists can grow with them. I'll, g- I'll give you a term. We call that a flukyism. That's what we call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, so 
it's been a, it's been great talking to you, buddy. Uh, I always talk to you down the road. Um, it was really it was really good getting an insight into to uh, you and the trucking industry and and your singing career. And I wish you nothing but the utmost best. And I'm glad that we're all along for the ride. And hopefully we we can take this together to to heights that we we never even thought possible. So uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I want to say congratulations on your podcast because, uh, first of all, the concept uh, Highway Streets is a great concept to begin with, but you offer a lot of uh, creativity to that, and uh, and your production people and Will and everybody, have, you know, you really, you really got something to work with there, and uh, I want to congratulate you on that too. Well, thank you, thank you. We, we we like to think we got lightning in a jar, and it's just a matter yeah, of time. Go when that lightning will explode out of the jar. And uh, we'll try to do the best he can. Um, it's due to the fact that we're always on the road. It's hard to get that radio quality because uh, you know, right. uh, we're in so many different areas. Uh, we are growing. We're growing slowly. But uh, it, it's great to have you along uh, with us. And, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure Happy. you're going to be promoting us as well so you know we are going to Absolutely. visit each other probably a year from now we'll we'll do this again and see where you're at and sure. where, where we're at you know so i'd love to do I'd that and yeah definitely stay in touch um you know i'll obviously yep. be calling you down the road and shooting the shit with you as, as well so we're going to okay. end off uh the, the great okay. uh interview uh with gm and uh i want to hear he writes the sermon okay thanks buddy yeah. I remember when I was a little kid going to church on a Sunday morning to watch my father preach from the pulpit. And mom would take me down to Sunday school because I was making too much noise. And I remember playing hockey outside and being so cold, dad would take off my skates and warm up my feet, give me some hot chocolate. And I remember when we built our first sailboat, I loved going out on that lake, almost expecting it to sink, but it never did. And I remember Dad leaving on my 18th birthday. I was mad for a long time over that. first marriage died, I remember dad crying like it was his fault or something. For a father and a son, the road gets hard, and they just can't seem to get along. He writes the sermons And I write the songs I remember when my son was born He was so honored I kept the family tradition alive GM number four 
And I remember when Dad and I had our first fight. It was so bad we didn't talk for over a year. I'm sure it broke both our hearts. And the first time he walked into one of my shows feeling so ill, but he was so proud. And the time I finally realized that we were more alike than I thought made me take stock of who I was. And I feel every day I miss him, even though I could pick up the phone, but I don't. And I think about when he's gone someday, how I'll tell him I'm proud to be his son. Son, the road gets hard, but they just can't seem to get along. Oh, he writes the sermons, and I write the songs. For a father and a son, the road gets hard, and they just can't seem, they just can't seem to get along. Oh, he writes the sermons, and I write the songs. Daddy writes the sermons And I write the songs